A friend of mine was on a business trip in Hong Kong. And one morning, he had some free time, so he took a stroll in a nearby park where he was delighted to encounter a group of people practicing Tai Chi. They're, they, they had a gentle synchronicity to their motions, and he was just absorbed by observing what they were doing. And at one point, they made the following motions. And they did it again. And my friend hung around, and after they finished, had an opportunity to speak with one of the members of the group who explained that those motions were an honoring of the past, a movement recognizing the importance of being in the now and looking forward to the future. And the person went on to say that when you practice Tai Chi with regularity, you develop a healthier relationship with all three, the past, the present, and the future. And when you're actually practicing, you can be more fully grounded and present in the moment. Many spiritual practices help people focus on the present moment, which is usually tougher than you think. Last weekend, I went on a trip to Texas to officiate a wedding for uh, Kara Forster was the bride, and her family, the Forster family, have been involved in this church for well over 100 years. Uh, back in a heyday of the church, they were very prominent and helpful in making things happen around here, so I was delighted to go down there with my little boy Micah. Kristen couldn't go because of teaching. But uh, when I was in Texas, it reminded me of another time I was in Texas, which is the first place I ever practiced yoga. I was on a trip, and I was passing through Austin visiting one of my best friends, and Sarah said that she had a great yoga studio, which she loved. Would I like to come and check it out? I said, yes. She said, well, it's actually like a, a nice walk from here, so we could take advantage of that as well. Well, in the heat of the August Texas summer, that was a more strenuous walk than I expected. We went through some woods and balanced along a train track. And by the time we got there, I was sweating and a bit out of breath. Not a good start for the good first yoga class. I changed into some workout clothes and got a mat and some support blocks. And then we entered into this large, quiet room. And I did not know what was going to happen, so I said, why don't we sit in, you know, set up in the back so I don't disrupt anybody or embarrass myself too much. And the class began with a teacher giving some meditative comments, and we engaged in the sacred sound of Om together, and I did not really know what was going on, but I was okay up to this point. And then the movement began 
and so did my struggles. We were bending and bowing and stretching and sitting on ourselves and holding positions, and my hamstrings were tight as pretzels, which I thought they were going to snap, and my whole body was shaking. I was trying, and it looked so easy for most everybody else, but those physical postures were really difficult for me that day. The awkwardness of the physical postures, though, showed it exacerbated even more the difficult for, difficulty for me to stay in the now mentally. Those postures exacerbated my pre-existing difficulties for focusing in the now, let us say. I was thinking about how many things I had to do when we got back to their house. I was thinking about what the next stage on my trip was going to be like. And basically, any kind of stress I had at all in my life came directly to the center of my brain as my body was freaking out. Uh, so, so looking back on that first yoga experience, it was invigorating to me, but it was also intimidating and frustrating. And looking back, I, I think of that as kind of a microcosm of the blessings and the challenges of what living life is like for me. So this morning, I ask you all to reflect in your own life experiences, how many times have you spent lots of energy lamenting the past or worrying about the future? Have you experienced significant difficulties with being able to be present in the now? Most of us have. Parents commonly feel overwhelmed with how much they have to do. I know a woman named Marilyn who, with her husband Jeff, has three children. Most days, Marilyn is so busy with her part-time job, parenting, and being a wife that she does not get the time she needs to take care of herself or to enjoy her friends. Recently, their youngest child, six-year-old Jackie, got ill. She had to stay home from school for an entire week. She needed her medicine and she needed to have tender loving care there. Well, this made life hectic for Marilyn and Jeff. Anybody know this story from your own lives? The two parents rotated, taking personal leave time off from their work in order to stay home with their child. Being away from their job created new stresses. They really couldn't stop thinking about how the tasks were mounting back in the office or feeling bad that maybe their coworkers were having to carry too much of the load. Being at home, they couldn't stop looking at the growing pile of laundry that needed to be washed or the pile of bills that somebody had to take the time and pay, let alone figure out if there was really enough money in the checking account. The worry about how they would get through the coming days was debilitating to both of them. And I think we can all identify with that kind of an example. When life disrupts or troubles it is difficult to be in the moment. 
when we're upset about how things have gone or anxious about what is waiting around the corner, we are disempowered. That runs our battery low. Yet in those situations, being present in the moment is exactly what we need. When we find a way to be in the present, that charges our battery back up. You see, our universalist heritage allows us to proclaim that there is an abiding grace which is, is available to all human beings. Some call it the source. Some call it God. Some call it breath. Some call it the spirit of life. There are an infinite number of names for the holy. The point is that the source is available to us now. It is now. This exact moment has the power we need. This exact moment has the power we need. The great Sufi master Rumi said, the presence of now is all we human beings could want. When grapes turn to wine, they're wanting this. The presence that does not come and go created the human body cell by cell like bees building a honeycomb. Each human being has available and all present now that can provide solace and feelings of connection and belonging. Jesus talked about this when he said the kingdom of God is not arriving in a way you can see directly, nor will people say, that's it, or there it is. The thing is, he said, the kingdom is within you, is within you. Hindus say there's a shining light within all people. Quakers call it the spark of the divine. In 1845, Henry David Thoreau fed his soul by moving to 15 acres of woods at Walden Pond while getting up early and having a religious experience of bathing in the pond. He thought we would all be blessed if we lived in the present always and did not spend our time in atoning for the neglect of past opportunities. We would all be blessed if we lived in the present always. Oh, it's true that things get rough in this world, no doubt. Right now, Kristen and my hearts are broken for friends of ours in Maryland who just lost their eight-year-old daughter to cancer. Sometimes life is so tough, people can't imagine how they're going to get through the next days, let alone the next moment. And we have to stick together and love one another through that. And when we suffer like that, the light of the present now can become very dim, but it cannot be extinguished. It cannot be extinguished. 
Marilyn, the mother who worried about her daughter's health, not to the extent of our friends in Maryland, but she was worried to get her little girl back on her feet and feeling well. She was worried that she was getting more behind at work and that her house had too many tasks. She realized that she could not solve all her problems on her own. She was not finding the way to fully rekindle her own light. She was a member of a Unitarian Universalist congregation, however, and then she joined a small group ministry. In this setting, once a month, she got together with a group of folks where she could check in and share about the real issues in her life, what was really weighing on her. And like in our church, her program has monthly theme-related spiritual exercises. She regularly did her exercises like the one we have this month when our theme is being a person of the here and now. One of the spiritual exercises our folks are engaging in this week, and it's still the middle of March. You can, you can start participating in this one today if you want. Is It's designed to learn from and experiment with Muslim Salat prayers. So where Muslims stop five times a day to pray, this month's spiritual exercise doesn't start that aggressively, but asks you to start once or twice or three times a day, optimally at the same time of day. Stop and pay attention. Maybe you set your alarm on your watch to stop at the same time and pay attention to your surroundings. Stop and pay attention to your body. Feel the power in your hands. Feel your feet, your arms, your legs, your abdomen, your chest. Feel that energy which is a part of what Tillich called the ground of being. Feel your grounding of being. Marilyn learned that she can incorporate spiritual practices like this pragmatically into her own life. She can shape them so they work for her. So as a tremendously busy person, she can stop and pay attention to her body when she is stuck in traffic or when she is waiting in the grocery checkout line or maybe just take three minutes before she lays her head down on the pillow before she goes to bed. Now, by regularly attending Sunday morning worship and being a part of small group ministry, Marilyn lives more in accordance with the words of Eckhart Tolle, who says, instead of mentally projecting yourself away from the now, spending too much time here or there, go more deeply into the now by going deeply into your body. Go more deeply into the now by going deeply into your body. So many of us have come to believe that we cannot realize our own potential off on our own. 
We need the help of others to figure out how to tap into the wellsprings of our power. Now, yoga is a regular part of my life, and I see that as a part of my Unitarian Universalist spiritual growth. The people doing Tai Chi in the park do it together for a reason. The choir sings on Thursday nights and Sunday mornings. And I think that everybody should take a chance and come see the choir practice on Thursday nights because, among many things, this group of folks is tapping into the power of now with one another, with Mark leading them. They would not have the same power of singing if they stayed at home on their own in their own little living rooms on Thursday night. They come together and feel a glory of now. We have a lot of passion for music in our church. Dozens of folks play musical instruments and sing in various formats, not just in the choir. And for many of those folks, music doesn't come easy. They're not natural musical geniuses, all of them. But what they've come to know is that an essential part of being a good musician involves finding your voice within. And that takes practice. A lot of them form little groups, duets, trios, to help each other find their musical rhythm from within. The same is true with our living, the living of our lives. We have to find our own voices and be able to listen to your voice in the now. What is your soul telling you to do in order to be a good member of your family? What is your soul telling you to do? If you listen to your true self, you have more power to be happy, to have a smile on your face, to whistle while you work. When you are able to connect with the power of now and listen to your soul, you can find your purpose in life, the way you can share your gifts in the world. When you listen to your voice and tap into that power within, you can feel more at home in the world. And most of us are not as good as doing that living isolated lives. We come here to help each other. And as a community we are embracing the power of this moment. We, I believe very deeply, this church can do almost anything it wants. We have the people and we have the resources. If we set our minds to something, we can do it. Many of us come here because we're overwhelmed with the fact that our Mother Earth suffers greatly due to human abuse. And we're overwhelmed. There's all these environmental problems, and there's all these things I can or should be doing to be a better green citizen of the planet, but I'm overwhelmed. I come here because this church, with the lead of our Green Sanctuary team, helps me and others realize, you can do one thing today, Kent. You can buy green light bulbs today, or insulate one window in your house with plastic, or walk instead of take the car. Just do it now. We come here, many of us, anxious and fearful about our financial lives. Yet this church teaches us, this church has taught me deeply that when we are generous, we grow in spirit. When I tap into 
my generosity and give to the church, I grow in happiness and I feel more integrity in my life. That's the real deal. And people in this church serve as role models for each other in the spiritual practice of giving. We come here with a lot of pain in our hearts over racial injustice and segregation in our society, homophobia, classism. The world is too divided and there's too many wrongs out there. But our church teaches us that meaningful integration does not mean assimilation. If we're going to be the people's church, it doesn't mean we want and expect everybody to look, think, and talk alike. That's not the church we hunger for. But this church raises our hunger and our desire to participate in a rich, diverse community of people right now. It's right among us. Look around. Imagine this church. If we could all tap into our fullest potential for celebrating life and being kind. Imagine this church, if we could all tap into our power for forgiveness and creativity. Imagine this church, if we could more fully let go of the past and the future and feel the pure joy and happiness of being right here right now. Amen.